Hey there, gang, Angus here. Before we get into the show, let me ask you a quick question. Would you like to learn how to get your first patient-attracting Facebook and Instagram ad up and running in the next 60 minutes? Now, there's never been a better and easier time for you to be using social media to reach out to your community and invite them into your practice. Now, in this free 60-minute on-demand training, you'll be able to look over my shoulder as I walk you through step-by-step how to set up your first patient-attracting Facebook and Instagram ad. You'll see just how simple it is when you know how. I'm even going to give you access to my best performing ad with the images and the exact text that I use. Now, this ad currently brings in $7.70 worth of business for every $1 that I spend. You'll learn the right way to assess the success of your ad. Now, almost all practitioners get this wrong, and it's costing them thousands. You'll discover the number one commodity that your practice must be building in 2020 if you're wanting to build a profitable, predictable, impactful, and enjoyable practice. You'll find out why relying on organic reach on social media alone is a recipe for failure. And I'll reveal the dirty little secret that most social media and ad agencies don't want you to know and heaps, heaps more. Now to register for this free on-demand training, all you need to do is head on over to adiomedia.com forward slash simple. Yep, it's really simple when you know how. That's adiomedia.com forward slash simple. And in 60 minutes, I'll show you exactly how to get your first patient-attracting Facebook and Instagram ad up and running. Head on over to adiomedia.com forward slash simple. Enjoy the show. All, you know, now seven years in on the internet is like a hundred. And so uh, over time, it, we got to the point where, you know, everybody knows 10 people that teach you how to start an online business. And so now it became what makes us different. And we realized that we had this vast just position as an industry authority where we could say, well, let's focus less on what's the latest tactic. Like what's, what should you have? How do you uh, go viral on TikTok or Instagram? And instead, what are the tried and true techniques for taking your existing expertise offline and translating it to an online uh, audience. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast, where we guide natural health and wellness experts through the pitfalls of marketing. Each episode, you'll learn simple, effective, easily actionable, and heart-centered marketing strategies. And here's your host, Angus Pike. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, friends. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Today's guest is John Meese, the head of Platform University. John leads a team focused on simplifying online marketing for professionals, and he runs three successful businesses, including a co-working space just walking distance from his house. Now, John's passion is teaching entrepreneurs and busy professionals just like us how to systematize their business and build an engaged online audience. John, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here, and I, and I appreciate that intro. It, um, it, it's a pleasure. It's still quite early in the morning here in Melbourne, Australia, but I've been awake for a number of hours looking forward to our chat. For our audience that hasn't had the pleasure of knowing a bit of a background, like I have over the last few weeks of getting to know you online at least, can you give us a little bit of the story of what's led you towards the position that you have now in Platform University? Sure, I'd be happy to. I, uh, so I actually, uh, well, let's see, where do I start? <laughs> um, but I, I started blogging myself um, originally just, I'm not sure why, like I, could, I can't actually trace back to why I started blogging other than 
It seemed like a good thing to do at the time. And I didn't have a strategy attached to it. And I didn't even put my name on there. It was more of an anonymous blog at first, which may explain why it didn't get traction. But I, then I picked up a book that's called Platform, Get Noticed in a Noisy World by a guy named Michael Hyatt. And I read that book on an airplane flight from Nashville to Boston, Massachusetts. And I read the whole book in the, in the single flight and I got off and I, was, I had like 17 light bulb moments. Realized I was doing everything wrong. So I launched a new blog under my name and really just, this was kind of just a way for me to um, share what I was learning. Cause I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just, I turned 30 this year, so I'm still fairly young. And at the time where I had just was coming out of college, I was learning a lot of things all at once. And I wanted to be able to crystallize my thinking and document that in the hope that it was helpful for other people. So I did that and it was helpful for other people and people started following along and subscribing. And I, uh, at the same time joined platform university which uh, was a membership site Michael Hyatt launched, uh, I guess now it's seven years ago uh, that he launched this membership site. And so I jumped on there and started taking his advice on how to build an online audience and how to turn my blog into a business. And I did that. It became my full-time living where I was selling courses and digital products and affiliate products and making a full-time income from my platform, uh, from my blog. And so I was able to actually not only leave my day job, but also, uh, for my, my wife as well, take her home. And then on top of that, um, Michael then reached out shortly thereafter and said, Hey, we've been watching what you've been up to. And we're looking for someone to actually come in and help our students succeed. And someone who has the experience, who's walked the path of start from scratch. Uh, and you fit the bill. So I came in as Dean, that was a little over three years ago. And that's what I've been doing now is now I've been running platform university for the last three years, helping other students do what I did. Um, and what I still do on my own blog. And um, yeah, so that's, that's what brought me to where I am today. It, um, it seems that there are so many people that I speak to nowadays, the concept of um, going online, taking their wisdom, their knowledge and, and sharing it to the world seems to be something that more and more people are, are, are looking to do. But there's a real gap between the dream of making it happen. And I, tell me a little bit more about what Platform University does and how it helps to kind of bridge that gap. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, this is something we also, I mean, we came to over time ourselves, like most people do, and that now we have the clarity that what we do is we simplify online marketing for professionals. Uh, when Platform University first launched, you know, there were tutorials on what is a Facebook page? I mean, like, you know, you have to think like it's a different world now. And so the content was kind of all over the place, as it should be, because it was a new territory. And so no one really knew anything. And so we had to teach everything. But over time, all, you know, now seven years in on the internet is like a hundred. Mm -hmm. And so over time, it, we got to the point where, you know, everybody knows 10 people that teach you how to start an online business. And so now it became what makes us different. And we realized that we had this vast just this position as an industry authority where we could say, well, let's focus less on what's the latest tactic. Like what's, what should you have? How do you uh, go viral on TikTok or Instagram? And instead what are the tried and true techniques for taking your existing expertise offline and translating it to an online uh, audience? Mm. What are the tried and tested techniques that really stand the test of time? So the actual tactic or the actual social media platform, that may change and probably will, but the overall strategy of how you build relationships and build a business off of that, a lot of that is, uh, is timeless. Mm. And so that's what we focus on in Platform University is we have a step-by-step -step core curriculum 
that walks people through clarifying your brand identity, who your target customer is, how do you find that target customer, how do you build an email list, well, how do you create digital products that scale that you can serve that audience with, and it all comes from that heart of service, of solving real problems for real people. And we have a lot of professionals, I mean like the people who are listening to your show, a lot of professionals who have really valuable, important expertise that they need to get in front of the right people, and that's what we do, is we help them do that. So we, we teach them how to do that. Yeah, I had a, a great, um, and you just reminded me of an aha moment uh, over the weekend. I was doing a, a search through my computer and up popped a presentation that I did at one of our, uh, our national conferences from 10 years ago when I was talking about kind of digital marketing, I was introducing them to Twitter and Facebook. And what was really interesting, and you just reminded me of it just then, the actual strategy of what I was teaching then is absolutely no different from what I'm teaching now. The tactics have changed, but it was yes. really brought quite a smile to my face and something that I'm constantly reminding our audience that, you know, strategies um, are timeless. You know, when you're mm -hmm. wanting to, you know, this concept that you said before about solving real problems for real people. In essence, that's what marketing is. You know, that's what, yes. we, that's what business is. That's what marketing is also. I'm interested with, I see this rebirth of branding. You know, there's been, in terms of over the last 20 years that I've been in practice, you know, when I first started off, it was all about brand, 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 get your logo out there, do those kind of things there. And then a push into more direct focused type sort of marketing. And now I'm seeing this idea of building a personal brand and, and you just touched on it before too. Can you give me your understanding of what brand is, why you think it's important and then how we go about building that? Yes. Um, unfortunately, it's an outdated metaphor, but it's the best metaphor that I know, which is that you need to clearly give your target customers the language to understand where you fit in their Rolodex. In other words, like what, I mean, what do they put next to your name? That's really what it comes down to. Um, you know, I'm less excited or, you know, less concerned about having a clever logo or a fancy website. I mean, we want you to have a professional website, but that's sort of just pay to play. I mean, that's sort of just the basic that's, that's a, uh, as some people would say, that's a, that's a table stake. I mean, that's sort of just like you need that to get in, to open your open for business to have a professional website. But that doesn't really set you apart. You need to know what does set you apart. And so I think a personal branding, like, I mean, really, it's just that. It's how do people perceive you? And the reality is, while that's up to them to some extent, mm -hmm. you have the tools to give them the language to make it easy for them to describe what you do and who you are. Um, and so... I mean, we call Platform University Platform University off of really thinking back to not too long ago. I mean, just a couple hundred years ago, if you were in a crowd of people and you wanted to get heard, I mean, you, were, you had something important to say and you wanted people to listen, you literally stood on top of a platform. Now, often, fun fact, 200 years ago, the most commonly available platforms were these empty wooden boxes that used to have soap in them. And so you'd grab your soapbox and you would get on your soapbox and you would start shouting. And that is how, a couple hundred years ago, that is how you got people to listen to you. Well, today, that's not very effective. <laughs> um, not only does our soap come in smaller boxes, but also just the landscape of where people are paying attention has changed. And so your personal brand is your, your platform, if you will, is how you get noticed online. It's what sets you apart from the crowd. And so creating a platform or a blog or a podcast that's just like everybody else isn't actually a platform because then you're just at the same level of everybody else. You need to know what sets you apart. And that's what a brand is. Yeah. What a beautiful description. I like that. I've never thought about the soapbox thing. How deep 
do you think we should go with regards to you touched on the term niche beforehand? And so we've got lots of professionals that are listening to this. So, you know, chiropractors and naturopaths, dentists. Yes. So is, do you believe that branding is enough for, for instance, say, well, that's Angus, he's the chiropractor. Or should it be, oh, mm. that's Angus, he's the family chiropractor. Or that's Angus, he's the guy, the chiropractor that's great with headaches. So how deep do we dive with regards to branding? Um, what's too much? What are your thoughts with regards to that? That is a phenomenal question. And one that we get a lot, I think that, first of all, I should say it's more art than science. I wish there was a magic formula to know how far is too far. But probably you can niche more than you think. Hmm. I, mean, that's, I mean, that's true. I mean, the first online course that I ever sold online was how to use a specific type of software to build your website called the Get Notice theme, which only 3,000 people in the world used this theme had ever purchased it right so you have to purchase the course to even want or purchase the product to even want my course and i didn't have access to that list of people so i built a waiting list of 250 people out of the 3,000, and then i launched the course and and this is what i didn't know what i was doing by the way i mean i was figuring out as i went but and i made ten thousand dollars in 10 days and that was like oh that was from a list that was 250 people i mean that was like i did 30 days i just basically found the people who i thought might be interested and then i Asked them if they were interested. And they said yes with money. So first of all, I would say you could probably niche more than you think. But secondly, I think to your example there, Angus, if you back up a little bit, what I've seen, and this is not an original idea, but it's true, which is, is that you need to niche very deep in one in either one of two directions, mm -hmm. either who you serve or how you serve them. Mm. Now, if you can niche in both, that's sort of like the magic recipe, but that's really difficult for some people. So the examples you gave there, like if you say, well, he's the chiropractor for families. He's a family chiropractor. You're niching down in your audience. But what if you're the chiropractor who specializes in increasing people's energy levels? Well, then you're specializing in the actual service that you would give. Now, you could say he's the chiropractor who specializes in at giving more energy level to parents of young children, right? Then you kind of done both, right? You've, you've specialized in who you serve and how you serve them. That's like, that's gold if you can get that right. But you have to get the right mix because you have to also get in front of the people who have that problem, who want to solve that problem. I myself have three young children, and I am very concerned about managing my energy level. So that's not like a random example there. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a customer who's ready to pay money for it. Um, but that's, I mean, that's what I would say is the easiest place to start is to, is to just go with whichever one is easier for you. So maybe as a, using the chiropractor example that you gave, Maybe a chiropractor is not sure exactly what part of the chiropractic practice they want to specialize in, but they know they really enjoy working with busy executives or young families uh, or women or men or elderly or retired. I mean, what, then you can specialize in the people and who you serve. But if you know you're not sure who you like to, who you want to serve yet, because this is something, by the way, that you figure out over time. It's not just one, a one-time decision. But maybe you know that you're really good at helping people resolve debilitating I mean, wheelchair-bound disabilities. I mean, like, that's a phenomenal specialty. Go for that. And then you can go with anybody who's, I mean, whether or not they're man, woman, child, you know, like you can, you can help them solve that problem. Mm. I think it's a good point because sometimes we can get hung up, and by we, I mean me as well, with regards to kind of <laughs> focusing my audience there too. And I have to remind yes. myself that this is not a marriage that, and by I mean that too, I don't go in it with the intent of I'm having to do this for the rest of my life. You know, so like, okay, right. you know what, I, I really like looking after families, for instance. Um, that's going to be, and I think if you're going to choose just to audience, if you're going to choose 
someone to focus on to serve inside of your community, you probably need to do it for more than a couple of weeks. I think at the very yes. least, and I'd, I'd like your thoughts on it too. I'm like, if you're going to really focus on sharing some content and having conversations, if you, if you can't do it for at least the next quarter, you're probably not going to be able to sort of put some roots in there so you can start to have some impact. But if you get to the end of that quarter or 12 months would be even a better time frame. you go, you know what, look, I thought for me it was young families, but really I'm totally into kind of dealing with these crazy CrossFitters. Like that's who I, that's my audience. The cool yeah. thing is, is, you know, like that, you can change. We're, we're locked into yep. it. I mean, that sense of freedom for people, um, you know, can be really quite enlightening. How long do you think we, if we're going to test an audience, uh, a focus, sure. how long do you think that we should give that a go for? So what we recommend inside of Platform University, which I said on camera, so I'll say it again here because it's what I genuinely recommend, is that you really, when you're creating your vision for your platform, which includes your brand identity of who you help, that you really commit to that. In the broad scope, you commit to that for a full year. But once a quarter, you tweak. So in other words, like you shouldn't go like for, for 90 days, you're like, I'm going to focus on just you know um, women recovering from birth. And then ne the next 90 days, you're like, you know what, never mind. I'm going to go after young children who are born with deformities. You know, like I'm just, if you go radically different, then nobody who's watching your brand knows where you fit in their Rolodex. They're like, they're not, they don't know. And so you need to have some, some broad scope that you can commit to for a year because you start to train people about how to think about you and your business as they interact with you. But within that, we totally recommend that you hone that and tweak that on a quarterly basis. Uh, that you really, for 90 days, you need to be super committed to a very specific niche. But in the example you gave, it might be that you say like, hey, we're the family chiropractor. But then 90 days in, you're like, well, actually, we're the, you know, I'm a family chiropractor for health conscious families who are really passionate about nutrition, you know, or you know, like, you know, you can still iterate within that constraint, but you really need a long runway to just, just to train people to know where you fit in their, in their mind. Hmm. I guess today it's in your, in their contacts, in their phone, not their Rolodex, but I like the Rolodex. And there'll be some of our listeners that'll be going, oh, what, a Rolodex there too? <laughs> you can Google I'm, that. I'm, I'm sure your audience like mine, you know, because there's a part of their mind that says, hey man, look, as a chiropractor, anybody that's got a spine will benefit from coming to see me. And sure. now you're wanting me to kind of just focus on, uh, you know, crossfitters and, you know, to, yeah. that, that doesn't seem sense. I'd rather kind of fish in the pond where there is even more fish as well. How do you address those kind of concerns? Well, I think you have to make a decision that you want to commit to deep and lasting transformation rather than with a few people, rather than a surface level transformation with many, 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 many people. And by the way, a few people could mean a few thousand. I mean, like you don't have to limit this to like five people, mm -hmm. but um, I think that's a choice you have to make to be, to become a trusted authority in your industry. And if you think about the people who've had an impact on your life, they're not people who you met, who you were just one of the people in the crowd. I mean, they were someone you met them and you immediately felt like you're like, whoa, I feel like they're, they're really they're looking at me uniquely and taking attention, paying attention. But the second thing I'll say on that is just that it's, it's really difficult today to build a general audience where you're, you have a general, I mean, you become a commodity where you're like, I am a chiropractor just like all the other chiropractors and I help everybody with a spine, which is all you guys and dolphins. I don't know. Do dolphins have spines? They probably have spines. Um, so it's just, it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not help. It's really difficult to compete that way. However, I think we can learn a lot from science 
hear me out for a second. Got it. Uh, we won't go into a full physics lesson, but you know, since we're talking to you know health practitioners, I'm sure science is a familiar topic. I'm, um, I'm still stuck that, on the idea of dolphins. I'm trying to work out how <laughs> I could get a dolphin. I mean, I just need to be a slippery adjustment. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, rather slippery little suckers. I'm going back to pretty woman analogies. So um, <laughs> that's good. So magnets, it's fascinating. I think we can learn a lot by looking at the way the world works and nature works. And, you know, man-made magnets are really just our version of what exists in nature. But the way magnets work is that they attract and they repel in equal strength. And your brain works the same way. In other words, you cannot have a strong magnet unless you are, you can't attract people with strength where they're running towards you unless you're also repelling some other people. This does not mean you need to be offensive. This does not mean you need to tell, you know, try to repel people, right? But a good example of this, well, I hope it's a good example because I did it, is I opened a co-working space, but I wanted it to be different than just a random co-working space. I wanted it to be for entrepreneurs. So it's an on-demand workspace for entrepreneurs. So when you walk by on the street, there's these giant floor-to-ceiling windows and a big teal wall with white letters that says, entrepreneurs, welcome. Now, when you're walking by, if you identify as an entrepreneur, that is a magnet. You don't care where you were going, you walk in the door. I mean, like you're on your way to a lunch meeting or whatever, you walk in the door and you're like, what is this place? Because this is for me. Mm. But if you're not an entrepreneur and you walk by, you, you just naturally go, okay, that's not for me. But what's fascinating is most people, in my case, in this case, they can think of someone else. They're like, you know what? My niece is an entrepreneur. And so if you're able to niche down, you're actually not repelling. Like you're not necessarily uh, shooting yourself in the foot. You're giving people the ammunition to promote you. So when you say... You're the chiropractor for CrossFitters, mm-hmm. then then so everybody knows that one crazy CrossFitter <laughs> in their in their life, and so they go, okay, you need to go see Angus because he's for you, you know, even if it's not for them. So that's, I mean, magnets. I mean, they you, I mean, you just I just think it back to trying to as a little kid trying to push magnets towards each other that have opposite strength. It doesn't work because they repel. I think you you hit on something that. I know a lot of my audiences, and this is not just for us as, but for many of us as health practitioners, we we got into this area because we like to help people. And there's a level of, mm. and again, um, there's a level of us wanting to be accepted. And so the thought of, oh man, I'm going to repel people, or some people might not like me, can often really kind of, you know, it's a little bit of a kind of a squash in the stomach or I pull up the heartstring from there as well. And I want to kind of, because you talk about kind of examples here and I was fascinated with this. This is, a, you know, some of the audience will have heard me talk about this beforehand, but the best-selling book at the moment, 2020, that we've had is uh, 50 Shades of Grey. Okay. So <laughs> if you head on over to Amazon and you're looking at the ratings of 50 Shades of Grey, um, the most of the ratings of there are five star ratings. And, you know, it's, uh, I think it's about kind of 27 or 28% of the ratings, but just beneath it, it's like 26% of the ratings are one star rating. And it, what, what it reminded me is this is if the best selling book of all time that we, we have here <laughs> at the moment cannot get a hundred percent of people to like it, the chances of me as the local chiropractor down in town here of getting 100% of people to like is, is probably not going to happen. So I can have huge impact on my community right. without everybody. And it's just a reminder for me to say, it's okay. Not everybody is going to like you and that's yes. totally okay. So I, I love your magnet analogy. Good, good. Now, what I want to I transition into here because the, the thing that when I first... Uh, digitally met you and started to listen to some of your interviews. I 
there was something I mentioned beforehand that really kind of affronted me a little bit. And that is that you have turned yourself off all of social media, which to me felt incredibly strange because here's somebody who's the head of Platform University, an online yep. resource. And yet John has gone and removed himself from all social media. And I think you were also at the, the last interview I listened to, you're in the process of getting rid of your smartphone and turning off all internet at home. So yep, that's tell done. us a little bit about that and why you've made this decision. Well, I'd be happy to, and it is an unusual decision. And I should preface this by saying, I don't recommend this for everyone. You know, it's sort of like, you know, uh, viewer discretion be advised or don't try this at home, but maybe you should try this at home. Mm. Um, the reality is social media, there's this huge misunderstanding today. Most people think social media is the only major marketing channel that drives results. But what it is, is social media is the most visible marketing channel. In other words, if you are sitting at home thinking about starting a business, or maybe you just did, and you're looking around at other people who are successful in your space, and you're going, okay, what are they doing? All you can really see is their social media profile. You can see people liking and see people commenting. Unless you have a backdoor, you cannot see how many people are landing on their website from search results. How many people are being referred by friends in real life, like at coffee shops, to say, go check out Angus. How many people are discovering uh, you know, like by, I mentioned Google, I mentioned in person, how many people are just picking up the phone and calling you uh, or Googling the name, you know, the specific things that you do. I mean, like how, there's so many different ways. How many people are opening an email from you and answering that email to sign up as a customer? Those are all things that if you're not, if you don't have a back door, you can't see that. And so it's, it's sort of like this visibility bias that all you can see is social media. So you think, oh, well, they're successful and they have a big social media platform. So those must be the, like, they must be successful because they have a big social media platform, but that's just correlation. That's not causality. There's my economics degree coming out. But, um, <laughs> I mean, the, the reality is social media is not the most effective marketing technique today. It can be effective if you have a strategy attached to it about how you use social media to grow your email list and to, and to grow your client base. But most people spend a lot of time on social media without really knowing why. They don't really, can't really tell you how it drives results. They're like, well, I got to do engagement. You know, I got to get followers. But no, engagement does not, you know, write your check. And that's just the reality of business. Um, so I found that I was, like everybody else, distracted by social media. I actually enjoy it. But it was when I looked at all the things that I could be doing and what was the most high leverage for me in my role, then social media did not make the cut. And I actually have other people on our team who help manage social media for platform university, right? So we're not saying like no social media ever, but you cannot find John Meese on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter or wherever or TikTok. <laughs> uh, so you can't, you can't find me on there. So um, I, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm all about doing less, but better. I mean, I was really inspired years ago by Greg McEwen's book, Essentialism, and now Michael Hyatt's book, Free to Focus, on this whole idea of achieve more about doing less. Just do what you're phenomenal at. And just do what drives results. And so, yeah, I got rid of my smartphone. So now I use the light phone too as my phone. It can do calls and texts and it has an alarm. Got it. So that's pretty much it. And I uh, got rid of internet at home. So it wasn't a budgetary decision because at first people were like, oh yeah, you're saving money. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I saved probably $50 a month on internet, but I spent $30,000 to open a co-working space walking distance from my house. So it wasn't really a budget decision. Um, so now I can go to work and go home and be fully present with my beautiful children. Mm. I think as I kind of dived in 
and learnt more about the reason why you made your decision. It, it made so much sense to me. We started off this conversation talking about strategy and tactics and mm. how that while the tactics have changed over the last decade, and over 100 years, the strategy really hasn't. And so I see so many practitioners uh, because everybody's saying, man, you need to be visible on social, you know, you need to be posting regularly on Instagram, Facebook, those kind of things. They jump straight in with the tactics without there being any strategy there as, as well. And as a result, they waste a lot of time. And it, it, it becomes this thing that one of the conversations or questions I like to ask people is, you know, why are you on there? Is it a hobby or is it a business strategy? Now, if it is a hobby, then God bless you. Great. Just be clear that that's what you're doing, that this is a hobby for you. You mm -hmm. enjoy catching up and seeing what's going on with your community and your friends. If it's a business strategy, then we have to have some, you know, a set of steps of how we take somebody as predictable as we possibly can. And you mentioned before also, so many of these things are as much art as they are science that, Right. How do we take somebody from social media all the way through to them making an appointment in my practice? And most people haven't taken the time to articulate or systematize that um, as well. And that's the big mistake that people, have. that's what I got out of your kind of decisions. Okay, look, you know, I'm just screwing around on here most of the time. <laughs> Let me just, you know, push it to the side. Yeah. Um, well, and, and if I could just comment on that, we do teach inside of Platform University that if you, once you know that your core job is to grow your email list, and to grow your customer base, then social media becomes a great way that you can do that. It becomes one of the potential ways that you can do that. But even then, social media is a category. Within that, where does your audience already spend time and how can you get in front of them? And so then we recommend that you pick a primary social media platform. So you go all in on Facebook or you go all in on Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn um, but or YouTube or TikTok, if, they, if you're trying to help a 13-year-old you know, girls, I don't know. But, um, uh, sorry, my 13-year-old my little sister is actually like big on TikTok. So there, that's the thing. Um, but you need to go where your audience is. And so the answer is not to try to, even if you do decide to do social media for a business purpose, you need to choose which platform you're gonna spend your time and energy on. Because you'll be more effective um, on one platform than try to be everywhere all the time. Yeah, because there are subtle differences with regards to, you know, yeah. how we can share the content. You know, Facebook will allow a, a lot longer video than Instagram will. There are, you know, subtle differences in the way that we want to communicate. I, I love your advice with regards to that too. You're a big fan of taking people, it would seem, and getting them onto an email address and having yes. that be the next step or the most effective step with regards to it ending up in business. Tell me why, when everybody else is saying email is dying, why you're still bullish on it. Well, it's the only, it's really the only technology that has supported people's ability to run an online business. So 100% online that generates income for more than 20 years. Mm. For more than 20 years, people have been making full-time livings off of a newsletter or a blog or a podcast, well, podcasts and video YouTube came later. But for more than 20 years, it's been effective. And even today, we see that if you just compare the results, I mean, the studies vary. So somewhere between 15, I mean, one email subscriber is somewhere between 15 to 20 times more likely to make a purchase than a social media follower. Hmm. I mean, is that enough math? I mean, you, like if you're sure what you're after is actually transformation, what you're after is changing their lives. Hmm. And so a purchase is just the easiest way to measure that because that's where you can give the greatest transformation is on the other side of a paid product because people have skin in the game. But social media is a great way to have a surface level conversation. 
it's not a great way to go really deep and have rich, meaningful transformation. Uh, it's, you know, it's like hanging out at the coffee shop. Some, hanging out at the coffee shop is a great way to meet new people. It's a great way to start conversation and just to hang out. But when you want to go on a, if you want to take the relationship to the next level, you want to go somewhere a little bit more private. And the email list allows you to do that. One other thing that's unique about email is it allows you to have one-on-one -on -one conversations at scale. Hmm. Now, sure, when I send an email, I'm sending it to lots of people. You know, we'll just say tens of thousands. But that, uh, that's not how we write the emails. Friends don't let friends send email blasts for the record. Email blast is like, I want that phrase dead forever. You don't blast people. Yeah. You send them an email. But if you write an email, even if it's sending to 100,000 people, write it as if you're, you're writing it to one person because that is how they consume it. When you and I open our inbox and we read an email, it's alone. No one sits in a boardroom and sends, reads emails as a group of people. So you write emails as if you're writing to one person and it allows you to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them at scale. No other technology makes that possible other than perhaps podcasting. Hmm. I think I, I'm because I'm also a huge fan of email and I hear lots of noise going on about email dying. But I, you know, I had somebody recently just point out a couple of facts with regards to email. Also, it's the one technology that we all know how to use. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm talking to practitioners, they're confused about Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, what this, no one has to teach us how to use email. It's all there. Right. It's on the home screen of the thing that most of us carry around our phone it's directly there on our home screen on our computer also yep. and when we're on there looking at our emails we tend to do it in a very undistracted way where we're not just you know when we're consuming social media you know we're going to a level of kind of multitasking mm -hmm. but when most of us are checking our emails it's still one of the first things that people do when they get up in the morning so mm -hmm. i think like so many different technologies email done poorly will give you really poor results, but email done well, you know, every week, not every week, but most weeks, you know, when I send out my group email to people, I'll have somebody just respond back to the email, just telling me, Oh, wow, that really impacted me. I love the way that you write those emails. Yeah. And I think your advice, John, for whether it be that you're recording a podcast, writing an email, a social media post, making a video, I think that your advice of we should all be doing that as if we're talking to just one person. It's one way to come up with great content that feels like it's personal and relatable also. So do you have any other tips of if our listeners are going to commit to writing emails and getting better at writing emails, what makes up great email copy? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I think what makes great email copy for promoting your business and promoting your platform is the same thing that makes great email copy when you're emailing a friend or you're emailing a, you know, you're emailing a friend to schedule a lunch meeting in two weeks or you're emailing a client to let them know that their bill is overdue or whatever it is. I mean, it really the skills translate really well. You need to have clear communication about what you want people to do. So you need to have a clear call to action, just one call to action. I mean, we've all been on the receiving end of that email from somebody, we'll just call it somebody at church who blind copied everybody in the parish and said, hey guys, we need somebody to step in and do this, 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 this. And it's kind of, it's sent to everybody. So it's not one-on-one mm -hmm. and it's a list of like 17 things. It's not clear who's doing what. And so nobody does it. And so it just doesn't happen. The same thing works in your marketing emails that you want to have like one clear call to action. It needs to be written to one person. of like, hey, Angus, I want you to download this new thing. I actually created for you a new online income checklist. What is this? I'm glad you asked. The online income checklist is a checklist we created to make sure just in seven steps to make sure that you're making the most out of the opportunities that already exist in your website for you to be making income from your platform. 
You're already working hard. We want you to get paid for it. There are seven easy things you could do probably today that might mean that you're actually leaving money on the table otherwise. So just click here or go to platformuniversity.com slash MYP to download that checklist and let me know what you think. Beautiful. I actually want to click. I'm looking for a link right now to kind of click. Good, good. That's a real opt-in. But I mean, you know, I, but I didn't write, I'm not reading from a script. That's just me saying like, how would I write an email to you if I was just talking to you? Yeah. It's, it's a simple thing. You know, I, I love, there's so many things that cycles we keep coming back to because that comes back to another thing that you said earlier on, which is solving uh, real problems for real people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, I'm a chiropractor here. I'm thinking about sending an email out. You know, every time I'm sending an email out, it is with the idea of how can I solve a problem? How can I get my yeah. one step closer to the health outcome that they're looking for? And then I want to do that in terms of just focusing on one person. Um, you know, they're, they're great, a great strategy to think about is, is just that. What problem will I solve with this, this email? I love that. John, you're also, because you are a big fan of blogging. I, I love your blog. I've been kind of working my way through that over the last few days. I, oh, thank you. I, I, you know, it's, and also you write it in such a beautiful way. It's very relatable. I feel like I'm getting to know you and your wife and three children and the house that you bought, your blue house there and, you know, See, there you catch-ups. It's, you know, and again, in the show notes um, for our listeners, I would encourage them to head along to just, it's johnmeese.com to have a look at what a great job that John does in terms of relating to us. He's broken down the barrier in terms of he's sharing two important things I think that you do a great job of, of sharing really practical information that helps me. I'm like, oh, there's a strategy that I could try with my wife. I like your kind of quarterly planning and things like that too. And at the same time, sharing things so I get to know you as a person mm-hmm. also. So I wanted to kind of acknowledge you with regards to you know, you. that also. So you, you clearly are a fan of blogging and podcasting and things like that too. Where, if you, you, where does that fit into your whole marketing campaign? That's a great question. I think that, um, well, I mean, today's world, we live in the information age, right? And so if the answer to any and every problem is, is out there on the internet. And so business has changed because of that. When people are looking at you as a chiropractor and they're deciding whether or not that they should sign up for your services, they're not wondering, does he know how to crack my neck and you know ease my back pain? I mean, in some ways, there's YouTube tutorials on how do you can do that yourself. <laughs> they're wondering, can I trust him? I mean, that's really what they're wondering is they're like, can I, can I trust him? Can I trust him with my problem? I mean, with chiropractic, it's literally like, can I trust you with my life? I mean, mm. you know, I <laughs> side, side note, I once had a former Russian bodybuilder adjust me and cracking my neck was like the scariest moment of my life. But um, that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, but that's what content allows you to do. It is allows you to, I mean, whether it's through a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel, it allows people to just really just get a, get a taste of what you have to offer and allows people to, to see if they can relate to you and they can trust you and just and to really to give them a chance to find out if the magnet attracts them. I mean, like you're saying, you read my content and it was relatable and you found it practical and helpful. That's awesome. That's exactly what I want. And there are some people who will read that and they're like, what are you kidding me? I want my 10,000 Instagram followers or, you know, or die and like hustle, hustle, hustle. And like, you know, you know, families for later, that's like the next decade in life. That's not, they're not going to be attracted to what I write about, you know, because I prioritize family and I'm, I'm all about helping entrepreneurs build a thriving business without sacrificing family life. And those are, those are intention. Um, 
So content is a way that you do that. Um, it's really just, it's a way to create a, a free avenue for you to really transform people's lives. Mm-hmm. And you need to know that, I mean, on average, maybe 5% at the most of people who read your free content or consume your free content will become paying customers. Mm-hmm. So you need to know that going into it. I mean, don't like, I mean, I don't want you to be disappointed if you have a hundred people reading a blog post and three of them become paying customers. You know, it's like, okay, well that's actually great. Well done. I mean, that's, that's on, that's on average. And so you need to be thinking about that as you go into this, that it's a little bit more about volume. Um, but it's, you know, the goal of the email list is still, you want people to have a series of yeses. You don't want to go straight from, I've never met you to, will you marry me? Right. I mean, you want someone, I mean, this is, this is definitely not original. People use this metaphor all the time, but that's because it works. It's a good metaphor that if I just met you and I was like, Hey, seems like we get along great. Why don't we get married? And it's like, ah, uh, hold on. That was a little bit too much too soon. But if instead you're like, Hey, why don't you come over to uh, this party I'm throwing at a local coffee shop. I'm buying everybody coffee and we're just going to talk about our favorite book. It's like, Oh cool. That's easy. I can say yes to that. You want to give people easy yeses. And with each yes, you want to exceed their expectations. And that is how you, I mean, literally trust is part of a mathematical formula. It's essentially like when you exceed my expectations, you get trust. You know, I start, I begin to trust you. So you want to give people a series of easy yeses, which means reading my free content, joining my email list, reading my emails, clicking the links, and then buying my products and starting with a lower price product and moving up to higher value product over time. You want to treat it just like you would any other relationship. I mean, if you're noticing, that's a common theme with how I approach marketing. Mm. And, and in essence, when, when, when our listeners, if you take a moment and think about in terms of how you use social media, and if you go back to the last perhaps purchasing decision that you make there, so whilst many of the relationships might begin on social media, we might see something there that's an interesting piece of content from, well, it's not going to be from you, John, but perhaps from Platform University. And <laughs> yes. Head our way over there. We'll have a look at the website. There's some interesting articles. We opt in. Um, we get a free download, we consume some content over a week, they offer some value, and then all of a sudden we're you know, on the wait list for the next course there. I, I think when we start to strategize and we have, well, as this, we have strategy behind our social media. I mean, just yesterday, you know, we have patients coming in, you know, how did you find about us? It's Instagram. Now, it's not, that's not a mistake. We have a strategy with how we go about building value on their that helps to make that more predictable. Really, what I want to do is I want to get them to my website where they can start be watching a lot more videos. They can opt in for some of our downloads, how to set up their desk, how to keep moving, all those kind of things. And then we can follow up with emails afterwards. So, John, I have been fascinated by our conversation today. I'm loving what you're sharing. I'm one of those people that's currently binging through all of your content. So thank you. Oh, good. Thank you. If our audience wants to get more of you and follow up, where should they go? How can they kind of learn more and continue to interact both with you and with uh, Platform University? I anticipated this question, thankfully. <laughs> so, so actually, if you go to just one link, so it's platformuniversity.com slash MYP, as in marketing your practice, then that actually has on it uh, several different resources for free that we want to give away. So one of them is the online income checklist that I slipped in there earlier. (laughs) But another one is that we also have a free Teach It Forward newsletter uh, where we send out a very tactical tip each week. So if you liked anything that I said today, uh, then Teach It Forward is like the the more uh, dialed in version of that uh, in your inbox. Uh, And that's a free newsletter that we uh, do as well. So I, I would check that out. And then of course, you'll find links there to my own stuff too at johnmeese.com. Um, but Platform University, if you're interested in you know, learning how we can help you, you know, take your own profession online, how you can use an online audience to grow your practice, 
that's what we do and we'd love to help. Yeah, beautiful. And I'll make sure I have all of those uh, details in the show notes also. Hey, John, on Thank behalf you. of the Marketing Your Practice podcast, thanks for being so generous today. Um, I want to really kind of acknowledge you on your um, on the steps that you're taking to be authentic and you know to be different with regards to it too. I think you're opening up a really great conversation and you certainly had me stop and really clarify, what am I doing on here with regards to my social media? Am I just screwing around? Where does this fit into the whole strategy? So thank you very much for that. Well, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm glad to be here. And, and let me know anything else I can do to help. Yeah, best wishes, mate. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.